0: Started something here. Whatever it is that you two have, it's infecting the others.
1: Dad, they're somehow curing themselves.
0: They are not curing themselves. everything. We're
1: seeing corpses fighting skeletons,
0: sir. How do we have to shoot. Shoot that! <laughs>
1: uh, hey, hello and welcome back to just another movie podcast. Uh, my name is Ewan. With me uh, once again is Rodney. Say hello, Rodney. Hello. There we are. <laughs> it's a man of many words. I'm normal. I'm not a weird zombie like you. <laughs> But by the end, I think you'll find that I will be normal. That's probably Uh, true. That's probably true. (laughs) That is very true. Uh, So, if you didn't guess it from the intro, we were obviously talking about Warm Bodies this week. Uh, It's been out for a little while, so I think we're just going to talk about it as if you've seen the movie. That's pretty fair. Whatever. It's up to you. Uh, So, if you haven't seen it, now might be a good time to go out and have a look at it and then come back. Uh, If you have seen it, obviously stick around because you'll understand most of what we're talking about. I hope. Let's one of us start
0: speaking No, no, it's not an overly complicated movie. So spoilers, yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, I don't think so either. But you are warned. Yeah.
1: Now, we've all seen zombie films, but what is it like from the zombie's point of view? Hmm. It's eight years after a zombie apocalypse strikes the world, and to our knowledge, we don't know what exactly happened, but the world has been split into the world of the living and that of the dead. We follow R through his journey of being a zombie and meeting the love of his undeath. This movie goes to show that love can conquer all, even death itself. So tell me, Rodney, did this movie make your heart beat, or did you want to feast on brains? They both sound better than what I think of this movie. (laughs) Do not like this one. Now, we had a quick chat before the podcast, you are not a fan of this movie,
0: right? It should be no surprise, though. This movie is not really made for me. No, it's not. (laughs) In short.
1: Um, Now, did you say you went to see it at the movies when it came out, or?
0: (sighs) It's a bit of a thing, because I have a... I have a ritual that I do when I get my car serviced. <laughs> I, go, I go in the morning and drop my car off as early as possible and then I go to wherever the, the nearest cinema is and see whatever's on. And as a result, I've seen half a dozen really, really awful movies I would never have otherwise seen at 10 in the morning. Sometimes they're in 3D, Ewan, you know, and they give me kids' glasses to wear. <laughs> I have a big head. They barely fit. This is the kind of experience that I have. And this, too, was the kind of experience that I had with, with Warm Bodies. And it was even though it was about 10.30 in the morning, it was full of teenagers. And that's when I realized, oh, maybe <laughs> maybe, this maybe I should have you. seen the next movie, whatever that was.
1: No, I, uh, I didn't see this at the movies when it came out. I, I saw the, the billboard for it and went, <laughs> warm bodies, zombie yeah, love story. Oh, okay. my God. It's just like, you know, trying to cash in on Twilight, but with zombies instead mm, of
0: vampires. Except and you were pleasantly surprised th- to movies, find that you were right. I gave it a wide
1: berth. And it only had like a two week run at the cinema near me and it it really didn't last very long at all. And so I'm like, well, see, clearly I was right about this movie. Clearly (laughs) this movie was terrible and it didn't get very far. Yeah. And then I started reading reviews about it and seeing snippets of it and reading about it. And I'm like, this is, uh, this sounds kind of like something I should watch. Like at least to say that I've watched it. Like I I try to have a rule that I can't bag something unless I've seen it except for Twilight. That's the rule.
0: Are you building up to saying whether you liked it or not? Yeah. Cool. I I like it. I think it's a good movie. Sure.
1: It's not the best movie ever made, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's, yep. it's not bad at all.
0: I think when I started to hear, oh, they're making like a zombie love story called Warm Bodies, won't that be funny? I was really hoping that it would just be just a zombie movie, but with a love story rather than, a zombie well, love we'll get story. into it, <laughs> but I think it's, it tries to be funny. I don't really think it's funny. It tries to be a love story. I think it's pretty weak and it tries to be a zombie movie. Yeah, it's okay. Hmm. Not great, but okay. So uh, yeah, it doesn't really do it for me. and Like what it's trying to do, like you say, it takes itself pretty seriously, I reckon.
1: Yeah. and I
0: don't know, you know, It's not for me. It doesn't do it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think the the way I would classify this movie is a zomcom. It's a zombie romantic comedy. Yeah. Um, it's not... Rom-zom-com? <laughs> Zom-rom-com? Com-rom-zom? Com-rom-zom. Oh, Come-rum-zom. that's um, that we sound like we're talking in tongues. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, there are definitely points throughout the, the first two thirds of the movie that I think are really good. In fact, I think the majority of the movie, up until the part where he dreams for the first time, I think mm. that section of the movie is done brilliantly and I like everything in it. Mm. After that point is where I have problems with the movie. Mm. So I think this movie really does lack from the, the third act structure of not fulfilling yeah. what they they'd set out to try and do at the beginning.
0: It's pretty, it's pretty formulaic, I reckon. So I'm not surprised to hear you say it gets to the end and that's when it falls apart, because it's following the formula. It is. So that makes sense. The formula, of course, is UN. What famous old story is this based on?
1: Well, Quasimodo.
0: That's right. Yes,
1: exactly. This is Hunchback of Notre Dame all over again. No, um, it's, it is based on a book technically called Warm Bodies. So <laughs> yeah. But it does follow the traditional archetype of Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet,
0: yes. You got it. Her He's, name's Julie. His name is R. So
1: Julie's ex-boyfriend's name is Perry, uh, not Paris. Yeah. Um, her best friend is Nora, otherwise known as Nurse. Mm-hmm. His best mate's name is Marcus, not Mercutio. Miss. It is yeah, it's Romeo and Juliet, people from two different households who yeah, are destined to not be together. I think that's probably one of the biggest problems I had with this movie because I I made that Mm. realisation at the balcony scene
0: where he goes to her. Oh. You didn't realise when she says, I'll call you R. You didn't realise then? Oh, okay. For me, that was it. I skipped that as well. I got it at the balcony scene. That's when I hit home. Yeah, yeah. that's when they really hammer it home.
1: Yes. And once I realised that, I'm like, okay, so this is going to be good because this is a romantic comedy where the two leads don't get together because Romeo and Juliet die at the end Mm. of the movie. yeah. And so they got all the way to the climax of the movie, which I might save my rant yeah, about later. And uh, yeah, I was disappointed by it. So.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I made notes when I was watching this movie again, and almost every second note is talk about an ex with an exclamation mark. So, I mean, the first one is that he's a zombie and she's not. So, talk about coming from two different worlds. <laughs> oh boy. It couldn't be more different.
1: I, see we, I think yeah. I see coming you're coming from there,
0: yeah. You're probably noticing my lack of enthusiasm there. Yeah? yeah, I am. I just, the, my problem is that when you kind of go, oh yeah, I realized that it was a bit like Romeo and Juliet, that's when I start to imagine in my head, the guy pitching it going, uh, what have I got? What have I got? I've got a baseball zombie movie. I've got Romeo and Juliet with zombies. I've got the werewolf. They go, whoa, 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 whoa. Get back one. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet with zombies. Sold. Sign the, sign the contract.
1: I think that's probably fairly accurate to what happened. Um, For what I understand, the, mo- the book, Warm Bodies, came out first. Okay. Mm. And the book was released. And people asking this guy what his book's about. Mm. And so, some editor or publisher somewhere has gone, oh, you should read this book. It's fantastic. It's a zombie Romeo and Juliet. Mm. And then that got to Hollywood's like zombie Romeo and Juliet. This guy's written zombie Romeo and Juliet. You need to make this movie. Mm. And the movie came out within like...
0: 12 months of the book release or something something ridiculous like something really really quick so I mean the success of the Twilight movies though it's easy to say well this has massive teenage appeal Mm -hmm. boys will love it because there's monsters and girls will love it because there's kissing exactly so um, let's just snap it up and let's make it before the book is in the store before the book is in the store let's buy it and make it as a movie Hmm.
1: now in prep for the the podcast I obviously read multiple reviews of the movie as well as descriptions of the Mm. movie thing about 50-50 was split in regards to whether they actually said it was based on Romeo and Juliet, and it wasn't. Are they kidding? No. So this is my question to you. Yes. When you describe this movie to people, do yeah. you describe it as zombie Romeo and
0: Juliet, or do you say it's a love story between the zombie and a girl? Or? When people ask me, have you seen this movie, I say no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to admit that I've seen this movie twice. No. I don't, no. No. I, and I don't talk about this movie with friends. I don't have friends over to talk about it, you know. That's fair enough. What, what are you? What's the question you're asking me? How well, do I I'm, think
1: of the movie? Do you think that it was marketed as zombie Romeo and Juliet? Like, is that the only way I, you think
0: this movie can make? I think it was marketed success? as a love story with zombies. That was why when I saw it and I was like, oh, it's Romeo and Juliet. Can't you do a love story that's not Romeo and Juliet? We've seen it 600 times. Hmm. So, I was yeah, I was sick of it before it got going even. Yeah, like I say, this movie's not for me. I saw it with a crowd of people who loved it. And they, you know, they're all half my age. So, (laughs) I feel like I'm I'm kind of... I'm viewing, like, at least more than 50% female, so... Yeah, uh, actually, not too bad. It wasn't too bad. The guys were were doing their thing. Um, I'm kind of torn because I really would like to say, I'd like to be biased and and say, look, this movie's not for me and I'll forgive it. But I I don't know if I can. And I don't know... I don't know if I've got energy for that. And okay. who wants who wants to hear that anyway? So I'm just going to say what I think. And I, I don't think. think it's very good. Well, let's see if I can pry something you did like out of the movie. Because so far we've been quite negative about
1: it. Mm. Or at least you have. Um, what about the soundtrack? Now, it's, it plays a very large part in the movie. Did you like the use of it or anything out of it particular that struck you fancy?
0: It has an interesting mix of 80s and 90s hits with modern music, mm-hmm. which... I mean, the only way I know how to describe it is what a friend told me where she's like, it's kind of like 90s music except it's playing from like next door, you know? Like you're just hearing it through three walls. Like it's playing through a radio? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, there's a really irritating scene where he, they, she, she, they're on the plane and he puts on a record and she goes, oh, you listen to records. He's like, they sound better. All of a sudden he can say sentences. Final doesn't sound better. Am I right? I am right. Vinyl, all these people who say vinyl sounds better, they're kidding themselves. Vinyl has more tone to it than... Tone. More than MP3s do. It's the lack of
1: tone that makes it sound like that. I listen to MP3s all the time. I only really listen to MP3s. I don't listen to CDs anymore too much. So, but yeah, vinyl, from what I remember, has more body and feel to it. And that's what they were trying to get across in that scene.
0: His, His argument is that music sounds alive. And I like to think, you know, I'm engaging with something that was alive. But I don't buy that argument that vinyl sounds better at all. So you're not buy it at all. Fair enough. So, oh, but come on. Engage. What do you think?
1: <laughs> no, I'm not rising the band. Oh, I
0: don't.
1: you the worst. It's a throwaway line that he feels something that other zombies don't. So they're trying to distinguish him from everybody else. But also he's a hipster.
0: He's an annoying hipster. He, I mean, he let's, says that let's himself. count them off. He,
1: he must have been unemployed. because Super wears skinny. A wears a hoodie.
0: <laughs> listens to vinyl. I'm rolling my eyes. And collects rare So things. Hard.
1: What's your, what's your point?
0: We, we, we've we done 28 Days Later. <laughs> we've done the Hipster Zombies. Come on. Uh, so, all right. You didn't like the soundtrack? Fair enough. I, it's, you know, the particular songs that they play, you know, fine, whatever. I don't think the movie is great because of the songs they pick and vice versa. It's just whatever. Because hmm. so I remember during my
1: notes when I was writing notes, watching the movie again on Blu-ray, um... I just kept sitting there going, that's a great song. What's that song? I don't, I don't remember that song the first time around. Like, Which song? I tried to find notes about all the different songs throughout <laughs> the movie. And it's like it's like a really good soundtrack to the movie. And because of that, I engage with the movie more, I think. Okay. Much to me. I, I particularly like the scene where they play with the audience's reaction to the soundtrack, where they start playing the Pretty Woman track when they're
0: mm, doing yeah. the
1: makeup. And then the, the nurse is like, what? It's funny.
0: So yeah, I, I and like then the, how they break the, then the girl girl says, says, little a little bit. The other girl, though, says, it's not funny. <laughs> no. and I, yeah.
1: But it's funny for that moment where they start playing pretty woman. You're like, <laughs> she goes, well, it's funny. They go, no, it's
0: not funny. And you go, what? Yeah,
1: actually, no. that's, that's a fair point. What I think funny.
0: is interesting about it is that earlier on, we've had a scene where actually you get two because, yeah, that's the way this movie rocks, where the guy tries to turn the girl into a zombie so that she can blend in. Yep. And that's not unusual in zombie movies. You get those all the time. Yep. Later on, though, when he goes to her compound, they put makeup on him and they make him over, and that's a very typical scene from a romantic comedy, like a romantic movie, a love story, whatever. Yep. So, I mean, you're kind of getting the exact same thing happening, but a flip of it. But it also happens that it's two movie tropes, so So that's that's okay. There's a bit of synergy there. Yeah,
1: and there's a lot of things in this. This is stereotypical zombie movie. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that are stereotypical romantic comedy. Yeah, And I like that they they play on those themes
0: knowing what they are and they can make fun of it because of it. It doesn't go anything beyond stereotypes, though, for me. That's my problem. So what do you think of Rob Corddry? I like him a lot. I like what he did with the character. In this movie? Yeah. What did he do with the character specifically? Because I... I, I, Boring. He's completely (laughs) wasted. Completely wasted in this movie. He's such a funny guy. They give him nothing to do. I think he has a lot of comedy in the movie, actually. He's the, he's the comic relief, almost. Comic relief. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't laugh once watching this movie, so okay, it's not, it doesn't work for me. It's not, it doesn't, it's not good.
1: So I think he has a really good role as friend and also father figure throughout the movie. In particular, mm. the scene where he's trying to get Julie out of the airport and Rob Corddry is the one that confronts them and they have this argument back and forth between between two zombies and the argument is literally just boiled down to the simplest possible phrases you can get so Mm. instead of saying what is she doing here she's a human it's just what with so much emotion through it and he's like Julie Mm. and you clearly aren't (laughs) receiving any of that at all Uh, no you're right that's hilarious he He is a a genius but I think he showed his acting props in this movie Acting props. Yeah. He
0: doesn't... He, he barely moves. How is that acting? He's a zombie. What do you expect? He's well, that's what I'm dance. saying. This <laughs> isn't a Michael I'm Jackson saying. film clip. I've seen zombie dance in other movies. Other movies are better than this.
1: Well, we've done short of the
0: day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I just... I remember thinking... At least this movie's got Rob Corddry in it. Like, at le- like even if I like nothing else, I'll probably like him. Mm-hmm. And other than kind of shrugging a couple of times, like, I don't know, I'm a zombie, aren't I I'm dumb. I'm totally disappointed so that's why I say it fails on the comedy front for me
1: I disagree but you know that's fair enough Uh, moving on to something slightly different just to try and find something else to see if I can think you like about this movie Um, I don't know what your stance is on narration throughout movies but I'm not usually a fan do you normally like narration in movies?
0: I do, normally it's a a clear sign that the movie is based on a book that's usually the giveaway sign I can't think of barely any movies with narration that aren't based on books. There are a few examples. But, um, I mean, some people look at it and go, oh, it's a really, really lazy way to say, well, there's this bit in the book that we liked, we couldn't work out how to have the characters say it or how to express whatever. But, um, you know, the problem they're getting over is that this guy is a zombie and the idea is that he can think but he can't talk. Yep. And it's a perfect case, a perfect uh, example for when you would use voiceover, so I've got no problem with mm. it. Well, this is my argument. I don't like narration, mm. but this
1: isn't narration. This is internal monologue. There's a, a is difference. It, though, it is. Nah. He's not predicting story patterns, and he's not doing the Morgan Freeman going,
0: that was the last time I saw Andy Dufresne. So when he sees he's, the bonies for the first time, and he explains to us what bonies are, you think that's it's him it's, thinking it's that to him himself? He's thinking bonies, yeah. No, you're wrong. I don't think so. <laughs> I disagree. All right, granted. There may be some narration throughout the movie, yeah, but the majority, of, the majority of what he says 100. is internal monologue. Yeah, yeah, it's 99% of it.
1: It's pretty narration. close to 100. Because he's going like, okay, don't freak out. Don't freak out. Don't be scary.
0: Don't be scary. Yeah, there's moments like that for sure, yeah. yeah. So that's, not, honest, that's yeah.
1: not narration. That is internal monologue.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's and
1: fair. I think that's the way it works. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, I'm not usually a fan of narration because as you said... Most people think that, and I agree that ninety, probably wait, that's put harsh, but eighty yeah. percent of the cases, yeah, I yeah. feel that it's we don't know how to get from point A to point B, so mm. we'll just put narration over the top and fix it. Yeah, that's when I don't like narration. I think the most narration that I like is voiced by Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Thinking back on it, every narration I yeah, voice by like. Yeah, I'd like this. Freeman. I'd
0: like this this movie if the voice was Morgan Freeman. Who does the voice? Is it the same character doing the yes, narration? it's his yeah, own internal so. monologue. Yeah, it's got a bit of a Wonder Years kind of feel too. A little bit does just
1: a touch. I picked up on that too. It's kind of like that. It was the summer of my youth. Yeah, sort of feel to little it.
0: Little did I know that this would be the best day. Of, yeah,
1: yeah. But that's they don't do that. That's what I'm saying. They don't say. Little did I know that in the future this would all come back and be. Hilarious. They don't
0: foreshadow anything with it. That's valid. That's valid. Hmm. I think it walks the line between narration and voiceover. You're right. But it's clearly not purely his thoughts to himself. Because he does... There's exposition in there as well. There is a bit of exposition. Yes. Hmm. Granted. And it sets up those other moments where... Hmm. Yeah. They hang out for the first time and he's like, don't be weird, don't be weird all that stuff because he has zombie problems but he's also just got regular teenager problems agreed but I, I, one of the things I like about this
1: movie is that internal monologue I think it's one of the best things about it mm-hmm. and I think that as he starts well, becoming
0: more human we get more speech and less internal monologue yeah, and I think the movie yeah. suffers for that the more he speaks and then the more people that are around him that he speaks to the less there is the need for monologue
1: yeah and I, I just like that I would have liked more internal monologue throughout mm-hmm. the movie because I thought it was really good use of it in the start of it. <laughs>
0: yeah there's this device that they have as well about the brains. So obviously he meets this girl and it turns out that he's killed her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He's got a secret little stash of her boyfriend's brains. Yeah, which is just a little bit creepy. It's pretty damn creepy. <laughs> but he eats them every now and again and yep. licks, sort of licks the brains off his fingers and everything. Great. And he has the memories. I don't, I don't think I've seen this before in a zombie movie. You eat a brain and you get that person's memories?
1: No, I don't think
0: so. But it, it does sort of go towards why
1: zombies eat brains more than anything else.
0: It does, yeah, a little bit. And I but, guess uh, yeah. the other question, though, would be, is he in love with this girl because he ate those brains and he has those feelings, or is it true love?
1: Well, that's a, an excellent point, yeah. Is Thanks. he feeling the emotions for this character because it's sort of fed into him through eating the yes. ex-boyfriend's brains
0: or the boyfriend's brains or yeah.
1: whatever you prefer?
0: There is a moment where he first sees her and he's kind of frozen. Like, he's, he forgets he's a zombie for a minute or mm-hmm. something. So, I mean, you know, I guess the argument... The initial comes, spark may have been there. The argument should be clear that, oh, uh, yeah, he always felt that. Hmm. But he definitely gains insight into her and, hmm. you know, his affection grows I after the, he,
1: I think that eating in the brains is one of the best uses of flashbacks I've seen in a movie. Like, normally the
0: flashback oh, you is end. It's quite I'm, terrible.
1: It's really good. I like it.
0: This movie has the best use of flashbacks you've seen in a movie. I not the best, I said one of the best. Oh, rewind that one. You go have to replay that. You go right
1: on ahead. I said one of the it's best. It's okay. Of
0: it is not great. <laughs> it's okay. You're being very, I think you're pretty forgiving to this movie.
1: I like it, that's why. Yeah,
0: I know, but I think you, because you like it, you're overlooking its um, faults.
1: No, no, no. I'm well aware this movie has faults, and we'll get okay. into that a little bit. Because uh, we're going to have a bit of a break now. We're going to hear some of the internal monologue that Rodney, you know, claims he liked or didn't like. Uh, I forget now because I wasn't paying attention when he was speaking. So uh, we're going to hear a bit of the internal monologue from the start of the movie. Uh, This is uh, Nicholas Holt talking to himself in the airport.
0: What am I doing with my life? I'm so pale. I should get out more. I should eat better. My posture is terrible. I should stand up straighter. People would respect me more if I stood up straighter wrong with me. I just want to connect. Why can't I connect with people? Oh, right. It's because I'm dead. I shouldn't be so hard on myself. I mean, we're all dead. This girl's dead. That guy's dead. That guy in the corner is definitely dead. These guys look awful. I wish I could introduce myself, but I don't remember my name anymore. I mean, I think it started with an R, but that's all I have left. I can't remember my name or my parents or my job, although my hoodie would suggest I was unemployed.
1: And so I think I'm uh, perfectly justified with uh, with that piece of uh, noise yeah. there. What do you think?
0: As as am I. Well, there you
1: go. For all you know, you can't <laughs> even remember what I said. Yeah, that's that's true. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Uh, so a few little technical things before we kick off too much about why I dislo- what I disliked about this movie in particular. Yeah. Um. There's uh, one reference in particular I like. Like, I didn't count how many swear words in this because I don't think there was too much swear words throughout this movie, so I tried to find something else I could pick on. There is a reference in this movie to Flying High. Did you pick it? No. When... R brings Julie back to the airport for the first time. They walk through the front doors. In the background, over on the loudspeakers. Emergency phone. The white zone
0: is for the loading and unloading of passengers only. There There is no stopping in the white zone. I think I heard something like that, but it didn't match. So I I thought I'd just let it go. But I need to go back and check that. Hmm.
1: When I heard that, I'm like, that's funny. I like (laughs)
0: that.
1: (laughs) And given we uh, approached the topic of the airport, what do you think about setting the zombie kind of base? As the airport, how does that that come with you? Because you've recently been uh, to an overseas trip. You've probably spent a lot of times in airports. Did it feel like it lacked humanity and uh, you just felt mind-numbed and zonked out every time you were in an airport there? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Anyone anyone who's flying from Sydney to LA, the flights in Melbourne leave in the morning, but you get to LA at like 7 the next morning. (laughs) And for them, I mean, they're like, hey, hey, have a great day. And you're like, Fucking let me through, I'll kill you. <laughs> and where's the nearest coffee? <clears throat> oh yeah, I mean yeah. There's definitely something to be said about feeling like that in an airport. I don't think this movie necessarily makes any comments about that though. No. I think they're all trying to get somewhere. They're all trying to transcend. That's why they're at the airport.
1: Okay, that's an interesting way to look at it.
0: Oh, I'm I just, being pretty I just generous. Figured it, was, it was nice to be in the airport. It's nice to be there. I yeah. guess there was maybe food there a while ago. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. That's all I got. That's
1: all I got. Mm. Uh, One other thing I like about the movie, uh, at least one thing I like that the actors did in particular, they all uh, chose to not blink when they're zombies to give that eyes a a really weird kind of look. So for the first sort of third of the movie, you don't really see a zombie blink at all until they start becoming more human and then they start blinking a little bit. So they literally did takes of, you know, three, four, five minutes at a time where the actors didn't blink. Mm. And I think it, it adds a lot to the the visual, once you realise that, of watching it. Because they seem otherworldly, and one of the reasons is because they don't blink. It's just unnatural. Hmm. So I think it adds to the whole uh,
0: creepiness of the zombie. Yeah, thing. it's creepy. No doubt. It's hmm. super creepy. Creep town. Even this zombie, though, this, this main guy, even when he's a zombie, he's still kind of... Like, he looks like a young Tom Cruise or something. He's got those big cheekbones and... It's got these dead eyes, but they're kind of bright blue, piercing eyes, you know.
1: Sure. I think most of the zombies did have, um, obviously, contact lenses in to, to change the eye, iris colour itself. And most of them are kind of fluoro versions, if you like, or dull down versions of what they normally would be. Mm-hmm. So instead of bright blue eyes, you mm-hmm. have real dull, pale blue eyes, yep. dull, pale green eyes, that sort of thing. So, But yeah, he's, the, he's sort of the one that has the most piercing eyes. Yeah. And so I think it's probably... A bit of a foreshadowing being that he's the one who's gonna change everybody, he's the one that's slightly different from the norm. Mm. Like he's the only zombie we see that has like a, a nest where he collects stuff and, mm. and goes to regularly. We don't see any other zombie doing that. Every other zombie just kind of ambles around and, and does sort of nothing. So
0: Yeah. So I mean there's the zombie zombies at the airport and then there's there's John Malkovich's compound. hmm So John Malkovich is like, you know, he plays the dad of the daughter and he kind of leads the resistance i guess yep pretty strict yep he's he's very heavy-handed you don't trust zombies you shoot them on sight he's pretty you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: talk about an awkward father-in-law whoa <laughs> he's i like john Malkovich a lot but again, I do he really chews the scenery here and he's i mean he's trying to make the best of what he's got but what he has is my daughter's dating a zombie,
1: so... I'd like to start off what I'm about to say by saying I'm a very large fan of John Malkovich. I like most of what he does. And he plays the scary, ruthless, intelligent guy yeah. really well. And that's well, not like, what was needed in this go, film. Yeah. I don't think John Malkovich should have touched it with a 10-foot pole. He's wrong for this Are you film. saying
0: he's bad in this movie?
1: I'm not saying he's bad in this movie. I'm not saying he's anything in he's this movie. He's the best I just actor in this movie. I don't think he tried. I honestly don't think he's oh, he, he really into this movie.
0: I think he does what he can with what he's got. Like I say, and I think the script's awful. So, really? I mean, what's he meant to do? I
1: understand that, but the guy in this movie, the father figure, yeah. is supposed to be unrelenting, unchanging, semi-militaristic kind of. Yeah. This is the line, and this is where it is, and this doesn't. Yeah, change. his character's one-dimensional. I get nothing from that from John Malkovich because his I character's one-dimensional. I don't even get angry. I get because nothing.
0: his character's three-dimensional. I just changed it there on purpose to see if you were even listening. It's the script's fault, Joan. It's not John Milkovich's fault. I don't think it's the script's fault. I think it's the casting's fault.
1: I don't Man. think he should have been
0: in this movie. <laughs> what this
1: movie needs is, I don't know, more of an Ed Harris or someone who is more blah, 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 and shouty and yelly. It doesn't want... Someone from mastermind. South
0: Park? Is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> sure. Anyone who's <laughs> be better than, Philip, than this. He, he shouldn't have been in it.
0: It's definitely a bit of stunt casting. They're definitely like... We need someone who can bring some gravitas to the role. Yeah. Who is a name we can get to play this role, not who is good who could play this role? Because most of the rest of the cast is unknown. Yes. Is what I'm saying.
1: I understand where you're coming from, and I agree. And John Markovich was
0: wrong for it. I'm, but, like, I mean, like Liam Neeson comes to, comes to mind, Maybe. But I I think you could put Laurence Olivier in this role and it would still be awful. It's the script's fault. You can't. You can only do so much with what you've got. I disagree. Like In particular, the
1: part that I disliked him the most in was the scene where she brings R to him at wherever they are, the little compound inside the big compound or wherever. He meets R for the first time in the middle of this walled-off compound where presumably no zombies got into ever because that's what they do. And he looks at him and goes, right, so you're a zombie, Yeah. There's nothing on his face. That he gives no emotion whatsoever into that role. And it's like, the only reason you know that kid is a zombie is because the script told you. There's no reason at all. He could not have known. But the girl told him. No, the, the not ki- before he knew.
0: No, no. The girl set it up. The girl said, Julie said, you've got to listen to me. The zombies are changing. They're yes. becoming normal. And then this, sure. this guy who looks awkward bursts around the corner, holding himself in an awkward way and covered with ridiculous makeup. Sure. And he makes but, the connection, wait, you're a zombie. I would have liked it if you could see that. But that's not on the screen at all. It's just, oh,
1: oh, oh, you're a zombie. There's nothing. He gives nothing to that role. No,
0: I think there's more than nothing in that role.
1: I think there's less than
0: nothing no, in that no role. there's more than nothing. No, there's
1: not. There is. He, it, anyway. <laughs> Malkovich was wrong for the cast. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: <laughs> One thing I didn't like about the movie. We were into the list of things that I didn't like about the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Clearly, you don't have a list of things you like about the movie that counteract me. So. I've got a
0: list of things that annoyed me. And... Yeah. No. I really don't have much that I liked about it. I really do not. All right. Well, you want to give us something else that annoyed you about the movie before I yeah, come to something Yeah, so... Else? So, the zombies save the girl. The zombies slowly shuffle with her from the city back to the zombie airport. And it, the assumption is that that takes a few hours. Sure. And then... She He protects her, and she's safe in the plane. She tries to escape, like, five times, even though he tells her, look, don't fucking go anywhere. Yep. Stay here. And she does it a bunch of times, and sure. it's super irritating. Yep. But one time, she escapes. Of course, she gets surrounded by zombies, and then you get that scene, hey, pretend you're a zombie. So after doing it for, like, three hours or something, walking from the city back to the airport, all of a sudden, she doesn't know how zombies act, and she overplays it, and... It's like that makes no sense. She the day before this, she did it for hours and hours and hours. how come now, because the movie wants to give us a comedic moment for the trailer, she doesn't know how to do it. And she's all rah zombie and he's like turned it down. I agree with what you're saying. Man, it's so heavy
1: handed. I agree with everything you just said. Now let me defend defend the movie. Yeah. I agree with what you said. The first three hours, she was in shock, she was in panic, she wasn't oh, really an... too much. Oh my god. After she tries to escape, again, she's in shock and panic, and she just overplays it. You love this movie! Yeah? You do! I said it from the beginning.
0: Ewan loves this movie! <laughs> Ewan and movie. Sitting in an airport. K-I-S. This is not a good movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I disagree.
1: You I can't just it keep saying thing.
0: disagree. Give me I reasons think it is why it's a good movie. I don't think it's a good movie. Give me more movie. good stuff. Give you more good stuff. Yeah, because you I'm keep I, I give you a reason why I don't like it, you just say you disagree, but that actually It's
1: like why do, why do you disagree? I think it has some great comedic moments. And I think it has some really good moments of acting. <laughs> okay. In particular the scene right at the start where they're trying to, you know, there's the inner monologue about this yep. is my best friend and we even almost have conversations. Yeah. There's parts there which have just great shining moments. But it, unfortunately, it's in a movie that's surrounded by other moments that aren't great.
0: Shining moments. Yeah. Whoa. Can't think of any. Nothing comes to mind. No shining. Most of
1: them throughout this podcast. I like the bit where they play with soundtrack and the Pretty Woman thing comes on.
0: The thing that annoyed me with with one of the scenes where there was a soundtrack thing was they start a song, and then it cuts to a montage, but the song keeps going. So you yep. obviously go like, "Ah, oh, wait a second. This is no longer the sound that's in the scene." It's not diegetic music yep. anymore it's it's figurative, I suppose yep, and then it cuts from the inside of the plane to the outside of the plane, and it does that thing that all TV shows and movies do now, where the sound cuts down it dulls yep, because now you're outside, mm-hmm. but that makes no sense because the song isn't in the scene anyway. The song is playing over the top of a fucking montage, so it makes, makes defend that you what? Know? or just say you disagree it's movie magic. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, of course Because you've
1: been inside An aeroplane, surely With all the doors sealed And all the windows sealed And sound playing on the inside
0: Yeah You're not going to hear that outside When I was in a plane once And when I was in a montage Yeah, actually You're right That did happen What are you talking about? I'm saying that If you're inside a plane And you close all the doors And you play
1: some music You're not going to hear it Outside the plane
0: I'm not arguing that Sound sounds different Inside a plane And outside a plane I'm arguing that That song was not In the scene so when you cut from the inside of the plane to the well, outside of the plane, it doesn't make sense let me ask to this. dull the music.
1: Let me ask you this. Go ahead. If they didn't dull the music, but still had the shot of the zombie yeah. looking up at the plane with the lights on, it yeah. wouldn't make a difference.
0: It wouldn't have made any difference to me.
1: Why not? But because they it's put a it
0: montage. in. Let me speak. It's yeah.
1: a montage. They're still playing the song. It's at the same volume level. Yeah. They still have a shot yeah. of the guy's best friend looking suspiciously at the plane, wondering what he's doing in the plane all the time.
0: I I get that not everybody's going to have that experience watching that scene, but I did. Sure. And it makes me look down on the movie because it's like, this is all substance and Mm -hmm. it does not make sense. Yep. I get that some people will just let them, it'll wash over them as perfectly normal, Mm -hmm. but for me, it didn't. So for them, it gave them nothing. For me, it gives me something negative. I understand. Hence. Now answer my question. (laughs) The net effect of that is a negative.
1: Answer my question. The montage sequence, the song stays at the same level. Yeah. You still I've have already answered it. Of the zombie looking if the, plane, if the
0: music was the same level... Would it bother you as I much? would... No, if, if the music was the same level, I wouldn't have even noticed it.
1: Okay, so it's only because they've gone, wait, we're outside, we should dull the sound.
0: Yeah. That your eye. That I noticed it and I didn't like it. Right, so one
1: kind of split session decision about a two-second on-screen thing, and that's it. That's I've given whole, you a hundred things whole that I don't like wrong. about this movie. <laughs> Why are you... you i talking about that home? montage in particular. You don't like that montage because the sound dulls down.
0: But the other thing is that there's no, reason for it, there's no reason to establish at the end of that montage that Rob Corddry is standing outside thinking, hang on, music, maybe there's a girl up there. You could. There, there's actually another scene a few minutes later with no stupid music and montage where you could have tacked that scene on at the end of Rob Corddry looking, if you go back and watch it again. But um, there, there was actually no need to do that. So that, that made it even more irritating.
1: You don't think it's slightly part of the effect that Rob Corddry is starting to become slightly more... Human, In that he's starting to suspect why R hasn't come
0: and spoken to him in a Makes while. Makes no or... difference whether it's that moment or the next moment. I
1: agree, but that's
0: why the scene is there. It's there to show talk about something else. evolution. Talk about something else. How about the scene where the zombies... This is so irritating. The zombies, there's this true love happening and it heals all the zombies. Because <laughs> true love heals all you and... And there's a shot of the zombies and you can see inside their chest that their hearts are glowing and beating. It
1: is a graphic representation of a romantic comedy motif. It fits the genre.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm not saying it's good. I can't defend it. But I dare say it's at that point in the movie that some of your 14-year-old teenagers you went to see the movie with. What? I guarantee they did. Yeah, and absolutely. Cried a little bit, and absolutely. Know, yeah, sure. At their
0: boyfriend, going, they're
1: falling <laughs> in love and they're becoming human again. And I would love to
0: say that I hope in ten years' time they look at that cynically. I know they won't. <laughs> <No>. But. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's not my fault. <laughs> no,
1: but that's the thing. It as we've as you stated, this yeah. movie's
0: not designed for us. It's not designed, designed for, me. for... No. I can only give you the thing is, I can only give you my impression of it and what I thought of it. Oh, I, I can't give you the impression that someone else had.
1: But you're a quite intelligent person. Sure, no, you can't you just that wrong. your opinion counts. You can see past your opinion and see what other people would think sure. too.
0: And I can judge and it this objectively. Is what I'm you at. And I've got friends who I would recommend this movie to, but for me, no, no good. Hmm.
1: Um, more things I disliked because I've got a few left to go uh. um, now I'm all for setting up something in a movie and having it pay off later yeah much like in Shaun of the Dead we've talked about that previously you set up something early on mm. and it becomes really good later on yeah, yeah. that's fine for me this movie tried to do it a couple of times and failed with what? well the first one the bonies the bonies yeah they set up what is like an uber zombie mm. like this is supposed to be it's like second the level the best bad worst zombie ever yeah and, and what? it's a big, menacing threat throughout all throughout the first act, all throughout the second yeah, act. The yeah. bonies are coming. We have to, we have to go save the humans because the bonies are coming. Yep. And you get right to the end, and nothing happens.
0: Yeah, they, they killed. They, they, just, they killed no. They, they killed. Just, they killed quite a lot of them.
1: They just dance with the zombies, and then the zombie throws them at the humans, and the humans shoot them. Yeah, they killed. They this killed is a supposed lot of to them. be an ultimate killing machine, and they just yeah rrr, rrr, they, kill this guy. Said they killed them all. Shoot this asshole. Killed them. Yeah, to kill them. It's so terribly underused and yeah, such a I terrible so bad too.
0: guy. There's the ending where, or oh, we're building up to the end, I guess, where um, they're in the pool. Isn't that a Romeo and Juliet thing too as well? Because that was in Basil and mean, the Romeo Bazelon and Juliet. Invasion. Yeah, they're in a pool. Yes, But then, uh, you know, John Malkovich goes, I don't care what you say, I'm going to shoot you anyway. So shoots him Yep. and then uh, he bleeds and that proves that he's alive. So that's cool. Yes. And now he's gone from being a zombie back to life. Yes. So that's like Romeo and Juliet so far. That's fine. And then the girl, you can make an argument and this is a big stretch. You can make the argument that she pretended to be a zombie and then she came back to being normal. That's like her dying and coming back to life.
1: The argument can be made that since the death of her mother, both her father and her have lost their own humanity. Yeah,
0: another zombie movie where the family has been boiled down to just just a parent and a daughter of opposite... Yeah, we've talked about that.
1: Yes, we have. Uh, And I think most likely what they don't tell you in the movie is that either the father killed the mother in front of the daughter or some sort of triangle there happened where someone killed someone and... They're now inhuman. Their hearts are dead so, as well. Exactly. Oh. So she finds her humanity through R and he finds his Blang humanity it through think. her. And they come together and they save the world. Yeah. That's what I think happened there. But the way this really shits me is it is based on Romeo and Juliet. They yes. don't get together at the end of the movie. Romeo and Juliet, they die. Yes. And I think... Uh, I'm going to get the director's name right here because I'm angry <laughs> at this man. Jonathan Levine <laughs> yeah. pulled his
0: punches with the end of this movie. This would have been a much but, but, better movie well, if but, at well, the end, whoa, well, 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 every time I criticised the movie early on, you said, "No, no, right? It's based on a book. So isn't this the ending of the book? Why are not you now the no, author no, of no. the book?
1: Let's let's clear that up right now. I haven't
0: the book. Hey, I hate to shatter your world. I haven't read the book.
1: Nor have I, but I have read <laughs> snippets on the internet. Okay. I haven't read everything. <laughs> I've read uh, reviews of the books and I've read a couple okay. of chapters to get the, right, the theme cool, of the novel. Cool. And the plot of the book and the plot of the movie is nothing similar. They have right. the same kind of basic character structures, and that's about it. Completely different events right. happening. Okay. And so it's literally like they've gone, Zombie Romeo and Juliet, that'll make a great movie. Why don't you help this screenwriter write the movie as well and okay, you have right. kind of, you know, like, you know we'll give it your flavour. That's all it really is. It's got nothing yeah. to do with the book, one bodies. Okay. What would have made this movie so much better is at the ending, they take the, the leap of faith where he, you know, grabs her on his arm, they fall off the high building into the pond. I do have, you have
0: a note in my notes. Talk about a leap of faith. <laughs> because like I said, this movie is full of those moments.
1: It is. And that I bought completely fine, no problems at all. They land in two feet of water, he stops her from dying. Again, I can And then love for the <laughs> no problems. That act regenerates yep. his humanity and he becomes human. Yeah. No problems with that whatsoever. He gets shot in the chest. Mm. That's where he should die.
0: Nah, it goes straight through.
1: The fact that he got through. shot in the chest and dies should be enough to prove that he is human again.
0: Mm. The
1: fact that he can bleed and die should yeah. prove that he can survive. He should die at that point and his death should be the rebirth of the zombie generation.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: But he didn't. Yeah. And it really shat me. Because I think the movie would have been much stronger and have a much more potent ending if the two lovers didn't end up together.
0: Well, it's clearly a combination of a zombie movie and a love story, right? But at the end, the love story kind of wins out, right? It is. You'd have to say that.
1: And as again, I'm upset with the man of the director because I have a suspicion that this is his biggest... Movie that he's made isn't it his
0: first movie? No, oh, okay. It is it, living in Australia. It's easy to see why you'd think this is his first movie. Oh no, I didn't watch this movie, and then I've run out. Like I've got to see everything else this guy's made.
1: No, nor did I. But it turns out I have seen something else this man has what made you because make? the director made Fifty Fifty. Oh yeah, I've seen that. So have I. Yeah, I didn't like it. I actually did like
0: it. Okay. I liked it a lot. <laughs> I uh, thought it was going to be
1: hilarious, and it was not. <laughs> but Fifty Fifty is the comedy about cancer. Yes. And this is the zombie romantic comedy. Yeah. And the movie before this was the Wackness, before Fifty Fifty did the oh, whackness.
0: Yeah. I've heard really good things about that.
1: Though I've heard great things about it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And the Wackness got a straight to DVD release. It yeah. played a few film festivals. It, was, in a, it was a film festival basically. Fifty Fifty did the film festivals. Went straight to DVD. Yeah. This is his first big movie in Australia. that's has a okay. studio backing.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I, I really think that. A focus group got in there or they've done a test screening in America and they went, no, 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 they have to get together at the end of the movie. It's a love story. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so they've yeah. changed it and he it's got awful. together and that shits me. Yeah, it's terrible. It should have been, a, it would have been a much stronger movie yeah. if the hero died and they didn't get together. Yeah, yeah, it's rubbish. It's rubbish. I'm not saying it's rubbish. You're saying it's rubbish. <laughs> I like the movie. That bit shits nah, me. Yeah, it's rubbish. <laughs> the other part that I dislike about the movie is the two little kids. Yeah, the black kid and the white kid, a boy and a girl. Exactly right. Mixed gender, mixed races. They, I think they're supposed to be the representation of the future of the zombies, the you know the youth of today almost, uh, the next yeah. thing to come. They're a mixed race couple because in this, it's almost kind of like zombies become the new segregated class almost. It's almost like they are the new African-Americans in America. Like Especially at the end where he's like, oh, sorry, I've got zombie fingers, and he hits on the girl in the park really awkwardly. I think that's where that movie's going to show us. Yeah. But you know, you see him once at the airport, and then you see him again at the airport, and there's sort of no, no payoff. It's like you almost expect them to have something else.
0: And it's already heavy handed enough. Did you want them to hold hands while the sun sets and the credits roll? The only thing you can kind of would be see even is they worse. play
1: hide and seek with the normal kids at the end of the movie, and that's it's just stupid. They they build this yeah, thing up and then they don't use it.
0: I'm and not gonna disagree. I think and everything is stupid.
1: After watching this, I did go back and rewatch Fifty okay. Fifty because I realised it was directed by him. Yeah. Um, doing research for this, I didn't realise he did Fifty Fifty. Yeah. And I rewatched Fifty Fifty, and I went Fifty Fifty kind of suffers from the same mm. sort of an ending. Like it builds up and builds up and builds up, and at the end, he just goes, "Oh, fuck it. We'll just you know get people back together and we'll yeah. have a happy ending and just tag it on the end." And that's exactly the same thing that's happened here. Yeah. So, I'm I'm quite disappointed in the director because I I don't want him to keep doing this.
0: I want him to do something good. But unfortunately, this guy's career has gone from strength to strength and he's only going to keep making more awful movies. Well,
1: that's the thing. Hopefully, he learns from this. No, he he will learn nothing. No, this podcast, I mean. Oh, yeah, definitely. Without I want him to learn from this podcast and take these notes on to the next movie he makes because there are... Moments of really good filmmaking throughout it but it just needs that What you're saying
0: is before you make this next movie just come and see us and we'll sort it out for you Yeah,
1: show me the script I'll happily read over I'll give you my notes (laughs) I'll, you know I'll even, you know take some time I'll go help you film it you know whatever it takes to help you make a good movie Yeah Mr.
0: Levine Absolutely I'm willing to do that I will stake my time on this I will go and help you make your next movie not be awful Exactly right It's It's a solemn promise We joke a lot on this podcast We do I, I promise that
1: I guarantee, yes. If Mr. Levine gets in touch with us, we will go help him.
0: I'm not calling him Mr. or Jonathan. He's Levine. I'm just calling him Levine. <laughs> you owe us, Levine. <laughs> um, I've got nothing else. Certainly nothing else good. So I'm going to throw it I out I have you. one last
1: thing that I disliked. Cool. And um, it may just be me being pedantic here. But we're in a dystopic future. It's eight years since there's been a zombie apocalypse. The remaining humans need to, to scavenge through the remains of the, the dead world. Yeah. for things they need to survive. How the fuck do they have a Jumbotron right by the exit? Mm. That makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, that one's, uh, that one's dumb. And even what they played on the Jumbotron is John Malkovich not caring and just reading lines off a script and giving them no emotion. And I know he's not supposed to have emotion, but you can not have emotion, but still show emotion. And he just does it badly. It's him just going, yeah, so zombies are... Zombies are bad, okay? Yeah, it's just yeah,
0: yeah. It's no good. Couldn't agree so, more.
1: To round out our third <coughs> zombie movie yeah. in a row, yeah, let's give us your uh, your
0: ten zombie heads, ready. One. <laughs> give it a one. Give it one. This is this is the worst movie we'll probably ever do on the podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. I don't, will make I, you eat those words. I don't think I like <laughs> anything about it. I don't like. I don't think there's nothing original about it. I'll say that. It uses all the zombie cliches. It uses all the, the love movie cliches. If you mix all those ingredients together and that's absolutely what you love, great. But I don't, I don't like anything about it. I've got nothing good to say about it. I give it one. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to be down. <laughs> I'm just going to say this here. I reckon there'll be movies
1: you just like more than this movie at some point in the future. No. And you're going to have to give them a score lower than one or I will pick on you for this. No,
0: I don't think so. I'm just going to put it out there. Okay.
1: Um, I gave this movie a six. Okay. It is a good movie. It has its strengths. It just should end at the scene where he tells her he ate her boyfriend and she says, yeah, I guess I kind of already knew. Mm -hmm. If I faded to black there and (laughs) I'd be happy. Like He wakes up, she's gone, he goes back to his friends, that's the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. I'd win. That'd be great. Give me an hour version of that. Don't
0: give me the rest of it. Yeah, sure. It would make a good short film. And I guarantee that someone's made a short film about My Boyfriend's a Zombie before. So I'd probably rather watch that than this probably but yeah we're done so please come end to it. the end of just the
1: podcast <laughs> <laughs> i'll happily put a bullet in rodney's skull to put him out of <laughs> his misery uh, yes. uh if you like to send us any comments in regards to it maybe you love the movie and want to shout yeah you down. if you
0: love it tweet us or email us about what you love about it and try and like i mean i don't want to be mr mopey mavis all the time but email me and tell me why i'm wrong if you think I, if you disagree tell me why hmm. or if you agree please don't tell him why <laughs> don't, don't tell him
1: anyone out there agrees with him he has a big enough head as it is <laughs> um, but if you do want to send us some correspondence
0: you can tweet us at Roddy J underscore A underscore M podcast or send us an email to J underscore A
1: I don't know the email why did you throw it to me just another movie podcast oh okay gmail. it's very long yeah. yes it is very long <laughs> <laughs> If you are not want to so, look, so we'll subscribe yeah. us, uh, via iTunes, you probably oh, should.
0: Oh, whoa, 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 What about Facebook? Yes, I was about yes. to say.
1: We have a brand new Facebook page. Yes. You can uh, tell all your friends about us, get them hooked through uh, Facebook itself. The Facebook page is
0: uh... Just
1: Another Movie Podcast. <laughs> search Just Another Movie Podcast in your Facebook search bar.
0: Facebook.com slash.
1: And you should find us.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, if you don't, feel free to send them to our website. Just JustAnotherMoviePodcast.webpress.com. Uh, so far you can go all the way back to Ferris Bueller's Day Off the very first bad bad Mm. podcast don't recommend people listen to that one in fact we might remove that one that's
0: fine (laughs) Uh, but we've got two more zombie movies to come last thing uh, last thing I have did you know that the the girl's boyfriend and this was James Franco's brother Mini Franco yeah Mini Franco yes I did there you go he was
1: great in 21 Jump Street and terrible in Scrubs there you go there we are (laughs) one other last thing then just because we're talking about last things the girl in it I think does a great job of acting in a bad movie Um, she has a lot of scenes that really need a a dramatic performance that I think she pulls off very well and I'd like to see her in other things Mm. so far we've kind of seen her in a few little minor roles as the romantic you know counterpart and I'd
0: like to see her do something a bit more ballsy a bit more meaty sure she reminds me of a young Heather Graham so I would like to see her blossom into the feature starlet that Heather Graham is mm. in better movies. Yes. Yep. Yeah. There we are. So I've been you. I've been Rodney. And we'll see you next time. Bye. We could fix him up. What? I have some makeup that I was saving for a special occasion that obviously isn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, we could. I mean, we could put on a little bit of foundation, maybe a little blush. Probably a lot of blush. No way. Yeah, way. (gasps) Would you change this song, please? What? It's funny. No,
0: it's not.